The following is a fourth-hand production. And now for news of our own West Coast, we take you to Los Angeles and the report of Byron Palmer. Anti-aircraft guns went into action against unidentified aircraft in the Los Angeles area shortly after 3 a.m. Pacific wartime this morning. The anti-aircraft guns began barking during a blackout ordered by the 4th Interceptor Command at 2.25 a.m. The unidentified object, which some sources thought might be a blimp, moved slowly down the Pacific coast from Santa Monica and disappeared south of Long Beach. Concussion of the shells could be felt in downtown Los Angeles, 15 miles away. U.S. Army planes quickly took to the dark skies, but whether they contacted the object has not been announced. Army officials say they will not comment until they receive a full report of the action. In the early morning hours of February 25, 1942, the U.S. military fired over 1,400 anti-aircraft shells and thousands of 50 caliber rounds into the night sky. At something. The question is, what were they firing at? Once the shelling had stopped, smoke had cleared, and sun had risen, one thing was clear. Who or whatever had flown over L.A. hadn't attacked. The only damage to the city was self-inflicted. The only casualties, friendly fire. Had the Pacific Ocean Theater of World War II brought war to the mainland United States? Or were our brave men and women of the armed forces just a little jittery and trigger-happy? Or was there a third option? Wasn't another type of unannounced visitor altogether? They don't call them unidentified flying objects for nothing. We lace up our boots and join the fight next on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? I'm not crazy. hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that doesn't always shoot first and ask questions later, but when we do, we make sure it's directly at Nazis. This is Hysteria 51. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your captain on this doomed mission. My name is John Goforth. Captain, Mr. Dunn and Mr. Unger were sucked out an airlock in the computer room. Both together? Mr. Dunn and Mr. Unger were sucked out an airlock in the computer room. Don't panic. Calm down, ladies. Now, are there any other problems? Captain, we've run out of coffee. Damn, if I told him once, I told him a hundred times. Store extra coffee. Alongside is my co-captain lighting the skies and topping the pies, Mr. Brent B.J. Blaskovitz hand What's that? Kill as many Nazis as I can? No, I said... Can't hear you, Kessler. Lots of static. Thanks, John. Two things. One, I have no idea what any of that meant. <laughs> lighting the skies and topping the pies? It did rhyme. That's good for him. Uh, that's true. Second... Why killing Nazis? I mean, never get enough of the concept, but today's show is about a potential Japanese attack, if not UFOs. No Nazis for once. Well, I, I, I don't like to generalize about entire groups of people, but with the Nazis, you know, I'm happy to make an exception. <laughs> I, yes, we were at war with the Japanese, but that doesn't mean we have to make jokes at their expense now. So, you know, Nazis. Oh, yeah. Th there are allies now. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, Plus... You mentioned UFOs, and as we all know from episode one of this very podcast, the Nazis were in cahoots with aliens down in Antarctica. Mm. So if there was a UFO, it very well could have been a Nazi UFO. Boom. Point proven. It's actually, it's actually a valid point. Operation High Jump. How can I forget? I retract my former statement. When you're right, you're right. I don't get to say that often. Uh, but Nazi UFOs, there it is. Show over, roll credits, I think is what I'm getting at. You're both idiots. That other voice you're hearing, like an Omnibot 2000, but less advanced, is the one and only conspiracy bot. Seabot is a robot Brent whipped up to make this show better and better researched. Instead, he just drinks a lot, doesn't research, and lies about it. Not true. I never lie about my drinking. I'm always very upfront about the only way I can tolerate you two meat sacks. I meant you lie about having done research literally every week. Oh yeah, truth. Ain't got time for that noise. 
I'm a robot on the move. Where we're moving on. I don't. I, I don't think I want to know. Uh, what what does that mean, Seabot? I I know what he's talking about. I told him that if he stopped killing the neighbor's cats, I'd let him have a man cave. Bot cave, bitch. Get it right. Sorry, bot cave in the attic. So 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 Seabot, just because Brent is going to let you have a room in the attic to hang out in, you can't help with the show at all. Black lights and fog machines don't order themselves, Kofo. No, 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 they don't. Brent, I see, much to Seabot's chagrin, we have a returning guest. Pecker! Pecker! His name is Pecker. Yes! Returning to us for the last time, due to a scheduling error, I accidentally invited him back. It's the one and only Joe Peck. Welcome, Joseph. Uh, welcome to be here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you been What have you been working on, Joe, since we last saw you, other than those dynamic drop-ins? Uh, actually, I've been studying... Uh, political and social ideologies of alien beings and and shockingly what we've found is the majority of aliens are nazis and that is the whole problem with aliens is you just can't trust them occasionally you meet a nice one starman et but usually they turn out to be some kind of big lizard oh wow yeah i thought you were still working on your uh, parapsychology correspondence courses (laughs) oh no i completed that weeks ago (laughs) do they know it they knew it before I even started. <laughs> uh, how was the uh, Hysteria 51 meetup? Uh, it was fantastic. Pizza was had by me. Yeah. <laughs> it was everything I ever want for from an invited social meetup. Only myself. So you, you went to you went to Giordano's mm-hmm. on State Street? Uh-huh. And like we told everyone right, we would do. Right, right, right. And how many people showed up? All of them. Good, good. All the people All the- <laughs> that mattered to him. <laughs> That's right. Obviously not you two, which was the most important part. Right, right, right. I, I- Table for one, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was like in Forgetting Sarah Marshall when Jonah Hill asks him, wait, so you're, you're alone? <laughs> and under his breath yeah, goes, yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me just get rid of all these extra extra placements and everything. You won't be needing any of these. So the first H fifty one meetup, but I did say leave the crayons. <laughs> nice, nice, well done. Went really well. Um, mm-hmm. So successful. I hear you're going to plan another one. That's exactly right, as uh, I always do. do but wanna... we're going to move away from pizza. Okay, what, what's next? Uh, we were we were thinking, uh, let's get in on this grilled cheese craze. Oh, oh. man, I had a grilled cheese right before the show. Uh, Chihuahua yeah, and cheese. we're all paying for it. Thank you. Chihuahua cheese. I believe wasn't that wasn't it on the menu called a two hand grilled two cheese? Hand grilled cheese. And what I didn't know is, did that mean you were supposed to split it with Lisa hand? So, or so was she it thought, so- but she forgot I'm fat, so <laughs> it didn't make her way. Which is why you're never allowed back to that but restaurant again. We just again. went to what's it called? Thirty five. It is Frank Thomas's newly improved restaurant, just outside of Chicago and Berlin. Yeah. It was a good experience. Which is saying something because the first times we went there were fucking terrible. And it was so bad he shut it down and got new management. And so far, so good. And because uh, the grilled cheese there looked so good, that's why the meetup after tonight's episode or today's episode uh, will be at Cheesy's on Clark Street. (laughs) Um, So for anyone listening, come on out. Great. Awesome. Great. You all suck. Let's go. Cheesy's on Belmont. We'll see him there. Uh, the Battle of L.A., gentlemen. Is That's Los Angeles to you. The city of angles. Angles. <laughs> it's very geometric out there. To view this thing the right way, I think we've got to set a stage. Are you guys ready? I'm going to paint you a picture. Paint away, Bob we Ross. We all know about Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941, a day that lives in infamy. And it scared the shit out of Americans, rightly so. We got bombed. Why do you party? To get riggedy, riggedy, son! Not that kind of bomb, Seabot. The bad kind, where thousands of brave soldiers and civilians alike die. My bad. That sucks. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to you know, for a, a homicidal robot that can't wait for humanity's downfall, he's he's oddly patriotic. Hey, I gotta live somewhere till the time comes I take over. There you have it. 
<laughs> so anyway, in the weeks and months that followed Pearl Harbor, Americans were scared that something worse was going to happen. They expected it to happen, unfortunately. On December 9th, 1941, an unsubstantiated reports of aircraft had caused a minor invasion panic in New York City and sent stock prices tumbling. There's panic everywhere. The, the drop of a hat and we're getting invaded. You got on the West Coast, the experienced pilots and raider men and mistaken fishing boats, logs, and even whales for Japanese warships and submarines. So, Wait, the Japanese didn't use whales as submarines? <laughs> <laughs> the current prime minister of Japan, Yukio Hatayama, had this to say. <clears throat> Fuck you, Anna! That w- although that would have been ingenious if you could have figured it out. Mm-hmm. It didn't help that U.S. Secretary of War, hell yes, Henry Stimson, warned that American cities would be prepared to accept occasional blows from enemy forces. I got to tell you, I kind of agree with him. It should have always just stayed Secretary of War. What are you a Secretary of War? War. Fucking war. You have to say it like that, actually. Well, oh, uh, hi, I'm the Secretary of War. Did he say he was in Guar? I'm not sure what he said. If you're trying to keep Americans, you know, um, calm, it's probably best not to have a secretary. Uh, I just want you all to know that occasionally a lot of you are going to die. Uh, that's all. <laughs> He's really prepping us there. The that's War it. Department. That's what the isn't the uh, motto of the Secretary of War. If you don't all get calm, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Then, February 23rd of 42, a Japanese submarine actually popped up off the coast of Santa Barbara, California, and shot dozens of artillery shells at an oil field. So, an actual attack. Now, it it caused only minor damage, but it marked the first time that the mainland of the United States had been bombed during the war. So, I mean, this is is all, Pearl Harbor uh, happens. Uh, and, And some, some, some almost attacks happen. And then a real attack, not much damage. But a real attack happens. This is all leading up to... And so America is going, oh, shit, we were really bombed last night. It's in Santa Barbara, right by L.A., right there in California. I got to say that people were probably on pins and needles at that time. Then the very next night, things get... The ball's on the proverbial team. And by the way, have you guys ever been to Santa Barbara? I was there two weeks ago. Okay, so you're up in Santa Barbara? Yeah. Where you can... I, I found it amazing the first... I was there for the first time last year... I don't know if you had been before. I did find it fascinating standing there on the beach. You can see not that far out, just this giant row of these huge, like, you know, rigs and things out there. And you're like, holy cow. And I mean, me being the weird conspiracy theorist that I am, like I'm looking at people at this this business event going like, so that's where the Battle of L.A. went down. Yeah. And they all looked at me like a freak. And I'm like, no, that's that's the shelf. And that's where, yeah. you know, everyone came it's up kinda, out of the abyss. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy to invade America. I didn't realize this. So you saw those those oil rigs out there. That is a natural seapage point. Yes. And it just drops thousands upon it's thousands of barrels a day. And it's like every couple years, it's like the equivalent of the Exxon Valdez. Yes. <laughs> just, oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so they they're, try they're just to, gathering it up, gathering it. Yeah. And it's not even the largest in the world. There's another that's even larger that just, just seeps oil, astronomical yeah. amounts of oil. So like I said, this shit happens. The very next night, things got a little bit weird. It's the evening of February 24th, 42, and naval intelligence instructed units of the California coast to study themselves and ready for a potential Japanese attack. And shortly after 2 a.m. on the 25th, military radar picked up what appeared to be an enemy contact some 120 miles west of Los Angeles. So then you got air raid sirens sounding, citywide blackout was put in the Or as they said back then, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Within minutes, troops had manned anti-aircraft guns and began sweeping the skies and searchlights. Think about that. A citywide blackout. That's actually pretty crazy. That would have been spooky. That So you can see anything because there's no light pollution. It also would have been impossible nowadays. Or, Or easy because, you know, hackers could just hack the system, you know, and turn it all off. But remember... With great processing power comes great responsibility. Anonymously. Yeah, Anonymous. it's, it's, as easy as hack, it's as easy as hacking time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. 
sons of bitches. Oh, damn. I mean, Jones known to hack the Gibson from time to time. I'm sure he could take out a power grid. That's a good point. That's a good point. So just after 3 a.m., that's when the shooting starts. Following reports of a UFO, which just means an unidentified flying object, not exactly an alien, troops let loose anti-aircraft and 50 caliber machine gun fire. And before long, many of the city's other coastal defense weapons joined in fucking mayhem. Think about that. An American city has anti-aircraft fire going off. And the picture that I'm going to paint you now, because it's an actual picture. Powerful. Literally, he's yeah. got a he's got a, a pallet behind him like Bob Ross. <laughs> I'm gonna and put he's a happy little alien right here. <laughs> these powerful, huge searchlights from all these stations stab the sky with these probing light fingers. Look out, he's got his probe. <laughs> <laughs> powerful searchlights from countless stations stab the sky with brilliant probing fingers, the Los Angeles Time wrote. While anti-aircraft batteries dotted the heavens with beautiful, if sinister, orange bursts of shrapnel. Boy, they could write back then. And chaos reigned over the next several minutes and it appeared that Los Angeles was under attack. The picture is the picture. There is a picture when you look up Battle of L.A. of all these dozens of power searchlights all converging on a point that looks like there's something in the sky. And the rest of the sky is just dotted with the lights of tracer fire yep. firing at something in the sky. Reports poured in from across the city describing Japanese aircraft flying in formation, bombs falling, and enemy paratroopers. There is even a claim of a Japanese plane crashing into the streets of Hollywood. It Not was, true. It was printed in the paper the next day. Not true. None of that shit happened. Could you imagine if you were just like some random LA guy that night who had uh, unfortunately picked that night to buy a helicopter lesson (laughs) you're just up there on the stick and the guy had just said no go ahead you take the stick i'm gonna sit back for a minute and suddenly 12 lights are on you and there's gunfire everywhere and you're like well this is uh, getting my money's worth i love how we'll be going through these stories like in our montauk episode we'll be talking about stargates and children being raped for their pineal gland adrenochrome and you know brand will be like oh who knows we'll get to our opinions at the end we talk about a plane crashing in, in hollywood and brent's like nope never happened <laughs> right just right away that's right away. nothing to do with this story there was none of that shit that's not the meat and potatoes of this <laughs> never happened we'll debunk uh, that shit right now we want people to know the truth aliens but stargates yeah we'll see you can't say no. You don't know. <laughs> One thing I know. They couldn't have cleaned the plane up. I can tell you two things. They couldn't have cleaned the plane no up. No plane crashed. There may be Stargates. They couldn't have cleaned the plane up. No, they couldn't have. We didn't have the technology in there. <laughs> it's true. We could we could get to the moon, but we sure as heck couldn't clean up a plane. They didn't. They had, brooms weren't invented till 1974. Right. <laughs> we all know that. 75 if you're on the other side of the Rockies. <laughs> yes. So the, this fucking giant barrage of, of anti-aircraft and, and raining shrapnel continued for over an hour. And by the time the final all-clear order was given later that morning, the poops. <laughs> <laughs> Is that poop culture coming out of me? Oh, the man. troops had pumped over 1,400 rounds of anti-aircraft ammunition in the sky. Anti-aircraft ammunition isn't just a bullet. It's that it's mortars that explodes. Have you ever seen like the old bomber movies, the giant anti-aircraft? They're twelve-pound mortars. The, this or, is or if you saw the movie, the movie John Rambo, when <laughs> he actually shoots a man with an anti-aircraft round, <laughs> and it is fantastic. <laughs> so to say fourteen hundred is a staggering amount. Plus. Thousands upon thousands of rounds of 50 caliber, which 50 caliber shells are gigantic. Take a look at what a 50 caliber shell will do to a car. Go Google a 50 caliber shell. Yeah. 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 We won. We fought off the (laughs) onslaught, though. You know, these Japanese people, the aliens, whatever it was, no sign of them. So obviously we gone. Yeah, we won. One problem. What was that problem? Well, once day broke, something seemed painfully clear. There appeared to have been no enemy attack, although reports were conflicting and every effort is made you know, to ascertain the facts. It's clear that no bombs were dropped, no planes were shot down, 
And that's coming from the Army's Western Defense Command. That's a statement from them, meaning even they said, like, fuck, nothing happened. Like, well, then, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's very bad news, Jack. And I look, uh, I hope you guys make a better decision next time. <laughs> the irony of the whole fucking situation is that the only damage during the battle came from friendly fire because we pumped a ton of shit, anti-aircraft shrapnel and shit into the air, and that stuff rains down on the city. So you got windows shattering. It was ripping through buildings. One dude even careened into the Long Beach golf course, and several residents had their homes partially destroyed by three-inch artillery shells. So while there was no serious injuries from the shrapnel, it was reported that at least five people died as a result of heart attacks and car accidents that occurred during the extended blackout. And in a preview of the hysteria, uh, good, hysteria. Good, good name there, that Love would it. soon accompany the Japanese internment. Authorities also arrested some 20 Japanese Americans for allegedly trying to signal these non-existent aircraft in the sky. They show up to your house. Uh, uh, excuse me. Why the hell are you here? <laughs> um, I couldn't help but notice that you seem to be Japanese. I'm from Vietnam. Get in camp. Like uh, it was. That's a no, dark I, time. I couldn't. I couldn't help but notice that you're Japanese. Uh, I'm from Missouri. <laughs> Well, they would know immediately you were lying because no one says I'm from Missouri. You say yeah. I'm from Missouri. Uh, it's I'm, a valid point. I'm from Missouri. Yeah. You, obviously, you've just been pegged as a guy from central Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Traitor. So, so the panic after that starts in Los Angeles was caused because all these eyewitnesses came forward and they reported they saw a large round object in the skies over Culver City in Santa Monica. Both neighborhoods on the west side of the town, closer to the Pacific Ocean. And the object was barraged with more than 1,400 shells from anti-aircraft guns with no visible effect until it eventually just drifted off leisurely south towards Long Beach and vanished from the fucking view. And most people described it as a pale orange in color and glowing. Yeah. What do you guys think? That's the picture that you look up. It looks like there's a ball in the sky being lit up by, by you know, lights. We're firing at it, and then after an hour or so, it goes, meh, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to check out Venice. Full strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was the moon. Man, you think you're bad at your job. How do you fuck to be these anti-aircraft guys? You're shooting at something in the sky for an hour and a half. Uh, I, I don't, I can't tell what the fuck's going on, sir. Like, did you hit anything? We hit nothing. <laughs> well, you know, the biggest the biggest problem is it, w whenever you're given that job to spot something to shoot at, you better be right. Like, it, that, it's not that's your job. It, your job yeah. isn't to shoot. Your job is to spot. And then somebody else shoots. I mean, somebody literally said, OK, there it is. There it is. Time to it's it's go time. And and they said, this is this is a bogey. It's 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 go time. And they shot. Yeah. They were they were obviously very very wrong. Well, well, I shouldn't say they were wrong, but it wasn't it wasn't what they thought it was. Keep firing, assholes. <laughs> well, and, I mean, it always sucks to be that guy because it's not your fault. I mean, look at in that documentary about uh, warfare in in the jungles of uh, Southeast Asia. You've got Jesse Ventura shooting at the predator unloading that gatling gun, and it's not his fault that it wasn't able to uh, kill sorry, the predator. Old painless. Uh, apologies you're right you're right I, I misspoke but you know I mean he was right to do it it just he couldn't Come kill the predator you fucker exactly <laughs> old painless is waiting <laughs> I mean what are the odds Ventura was manning one of those anti-aircraft guns Los Angeles makes Cambodia look like Kansas <laughs> I, got, I ain't got time to bleed you got time to duck uh, Next, uh, when we come back from break, Predator quotes. <laughs> the rest of the show. That'll be the rest of the episode, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk the aftermath, what the government says it was, and what it actually might have been in this guy. Up next on Hysteria 51. I think it's you act like nothing happened. We actually Daily. shot at something. Just because there's no Stargate. I bet they were Nazis. Hola, David, and me, I'm a Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been 
touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're 50% oh. off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Unwanted family guests are like fish. They start to stink after three days. So what's the best mattress for them this holiday season? Definitely not a nectar. Then they'll never leave. Flip those fish your old mattress and put your human body on a nectar. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. A fresher deal than your mackerelly mother-in-law, right? Go to Nectarsleep.com today. They call Los Angeles the city of angels. I didn't find it to be that exactly. But all else, there are some nice folks there. Of course, I can't say I've seen London. And I've never been to France. 
And I ain't never seen no queen in her damn dundies, as the fella says. But I'll tell you what, after seeing Los Angeles, and this is here story I'm about to unfold, uh, I guess I've seen something every bit as stupefying as you'd see in any of those other places. And in English, too. So I can die with a smile on my face without feeling like the good Lord gypped me. Well, there there was a man for that time and place, and he 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 was he was not the right man. He was not the right man at all. He 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 chose he chose poorly. He chose poorly. What what do you think about this whole thing, Joe? Joe, I'm not used to you not having a lot to say on a topic. Neither am I. So I'm I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I might have done the wrong research here. Uh, I I watched the film battleship <laughs> and then i watched escape from la <laughs> featuring uh snake plissken who i thought was the man for the time uh, you know what i'm not even upset with that <laughs> i'm okay i'm okay you just you can throw in whatever uh, escape from la into our battle of la and uh, i mean you could have at least watched the movie battle los angeles it, it, no no it, it was that was rude. awful that's rude it, just, <laughs> it seemed too obvious <laughs> There is a movie, Battle of Los Angeles. It doesn't take place in the 40s, and it's awful. Put your own eyes out instead of watching this. Save yourself the time. (laughs) It's like a Greek fucking tragedy. Is that what that movie, uh, um, Event Horizon, was actually about? Yes. Was those guys watching Battle for Los Angeles? (laughs) Yes. That's why their eyes all got poked out of the sockets. (laughs) We told you about what happened. Now let's talk a little bit of the aftermath. John, why don't you tell everyone what happened over the next few days? The, the next few days, the government and the media all came out with their reports. The problem was they were all contradictory. <laughs> um, they, the, no, nobody actually had the same report. Uh, the Secretary of the Navy, Frank Knox, came the, the out. Navy, the Navy. I just want to point out the Secretary of the Navy. Joe doesn't believe that the Navy has anything to do with anything. The the Navy, Joe. Oh, the Navy. Really? Well, and don't forget the Air Force didn't exist. The time to a lot of yeah. weird conclusions. Nor here. did the Space Marines. That uh, we're going to have soon. Well, don't lie to people. The Space Corps. Come on now. It, it existed. It existed uh, back then. Are you out of your mind? It's existed for like 300 I'm years. I'm trying to do what they asked us to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so the Secretary of the they Navy. Whose name we do not see. Whose name. <laughs> yet another reason I'm not going to be back on. Pepperidge Farm remembers. So the Secretary of the Navy, Frank Knox. You know, old Frank. Oh, old, old Knoxie, they called him. He, he blamed the soldiers. <laughs> they called him Fort Knox, didn't they? <laughs> That's what the fort was named after, actually. Uh, uh, he blamed the soldiers' jittery nerves. For a solid fucking hour going, it's getting closer. Oh, God, I can see it. <laughs> it's moving really slowly, but I'm still scared. Uh, so, you know, no big deal. Just jittery nerves. Nothing to see here. It was just a case of war nerves. War nerves? Who said war nerves? Heard it on that radio. Radio's wrong. But the Secretary of war fucking right amen uh that we mentioned earlier henry stimson was a bit more of a conspiracy guy knew i liked him he said at least 15 planes had buzzed the city not just the one that that everyone claimed to have seen 15 of them uh and he advanced the provocative theory that the phantom fighters might have been commercial aircraft operated by enemy agents so, Ugh, wasn't that some horrible foreshadowing <laughs> phantom yeah fighters operated uh, by enemy Agents? Is it like the movie Phantoms? Ben Affleck and Phantoms, yo, was the yo, bomb. Yo, Affleck, you the bomb in Phantoms. <laughs> <laughs> so he stuck by that, right? Yeah, not exactly. He, <laughs> uh, he, he, he later backpedaled on that pretty much all the way. But there was still the matter of thousands of military personnel and civilians who claimed to have seen aircraft in the skies over L.A., According to an editorial in the New York Times, some eyewitnesses had spied a, quote, big floating object resembling a balloon, (laughs) while others had spotted anywhere from one to several planes. Is there any chance it was a runaway balloon from the Macy's Day Parade? Oh, my God. Was it it underdog? It's a giant white dog with black ears. (laughs) Kill it. Kill it. Who was it? Who could it possibly be? (laughs) Was it? Oh, I don't know. Say it. Inflatable Satan. The worst kind. It's the super devil. (laughs) (laughs) So the New York Times wrote, the more the whole incident of the early morning of February 25th 
in the Los Angeles district is examined, the more incredible it becomes, as is often the case with these stories. So what caused the shootout over Los Angeles? Well, our current allies, the Japanese military, later claimed it never flew aircraft over the sea during World War II at all. So, you know, as is often true with so many past enemies, future allies, you get past these things, you want to know what happened. And they have been very forthcoming with everything as we were to as them. As we are with them. And they're and like, no, I'm sorry. Like, we weren't no. there. Guys, we'll tell you. Here, here's what. Here's the things we did do. We weren't there. And we just thought we caught them that they'd been hiding Amelia Earhart. And then it turns out that photo was several years older and it wasn't yeah, her at all. Yeah. Here's <laughs> Sorry. our copy. Sorry, Japan. That was actually in a book. Yeah. <laughs> like it was published before. They're, she they're was literally like, here's our copy in a book we have. Yeah. <laughs> also worth mentioning, uh, Brent had mentioned before, was the photo. If you haven't seen it, the one that Brent mentioned, just Google image search Battle of Los Angeles. Or, is the first thing that pops up. Or look up. at the cover art for this episode because it'll be there, too. Ooh. Or do that. Foreshadow. Parapsychology. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's a black and white photo that appears to be a flying saucer in the middle with multiple beams of light trained on it. The interesting part is what you see in the photo was corroborated by hundreds, if not thousands of witnesses. But it's worth mentioning that tons of witnesses also said that they saw 10 to 15 planes. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a choose your own adventure. Uh, yeah, yeah. It could it could have been planes. It could have been a flying saucer. The picture itself looks like a flying saucer. Yeah. But multiple, multiple people say that that image was retouched numerous times. So I watched this this thing where they were talking about retouching or not. They played with the, you know, the different levels in the photo. And the one thing that all the photographic evidence people said is 100 percent true. Light doesn't hit other light and bend. So no matter what. There was something in the sky there that was refracting those beams. Whatever's in that photo seems to be the cause for the actual battle over LA. There's no proof there was any planes. Let's for an in a moment say that there was something because it seems like there was over the coast there. So then you got to get into the theories. What the fuck was it if there's something was really there? Well, what if the Japanese attacked us? I mean, that's one of the first ones you're going to jump on. It's not that crazy. Remember, the sub-attack we mentioned in Santa Barbara was just two days prior. Yep. They is, were here. Literally, the, they were here. Santa Barbara is right next door. All these places, Venice, Santa Barbara, Santa Monica, Long Beach, all these places are right there. The question is, how would they launch an attack inland like that? Well, there were reports that at the time the Japanese had submarines that could service and launch planes. Wait, we, we know that's not true now. Yeah, they were whales. That's what they used as their, <laughs> as their submarines. We know this. We know you love Fantasy Island, Seabot, but, but wrong contact. And Seabot, Brent certainly is no Ricardo Montalban. Yes, I do. And no, no, he is not. Fuck both of you. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, another popular theory at the time was that the Japanese launched these planes from a secret Mexican base. Well... Again, they've come up and said, no, no, we didn't. And yeah, we didn't Mex- have that. Mexico said, yeah, we, we, we didn't give Japan uh, free secret yeah. bases. My first album uh, in high school, War Balloons, was one of the next one. <laughs> you mean so- 99 hoop balloons? <laughs> <laughs> 99 <Hello>. war balloons. <laughs> so we do know for a fact that the Japanese army did experiment with weaponized balloons during World War II that we didn't even know existed until one of those balloons killed Six picnickers in Oregon. I didn't mean to laugh at that. It's just, what a fucking shitty day. How's that for being born under a bad sign? <laughs> However, all of this declassified material to the day tells us that these war balloons didn't really come into play until much later in the war. And Japan said the same thing. Like, yeah, we had those not at that time. Yeah. I can assure you there will be no bombs dropped here. <laughs> Why is it always balloons? Because the next thing we're going to talk about is weather balloons. Hey, I've heard that before. <laughs> so in 1983, the Office of Air Force, uh-oh, uh-oh, we're getting, we're branching out. The Office of Air Force history outlined the events of the L.A. air raid and noted that meteorological balloons had been released prior to the barrage to help determine wind condition. They were uh, this light silver color and could have been what first triggered the alerts once the shooting began. And then you got this disoriented combination of searchlight smoke and anti-aircraft flak might have led gunners to believe that they were firing on enemy planes, even though none were actually present. And then complicating that matter was the, the recent addition of radar to the anti-aircraft defense system. The new technology was just months 
passed initial field testing, meaning it was new to everyone. So in other words, you've got these balloons that could look like something. They're reflecting. Somebody starts shooting. So then it gets smoky and you've got flak up there and then you've got this new technology radar. Oh, what is all this stuff? And there's stuff pinging and everybody gets confused and you can't see much and it just gets more confusing and everybody starts firing. Now, the funny thing about that is, is I guess it wouldn't be funny, but weather balloons are large. They're not small. It's not like a little like your 99 loof balloons. The other thing is. They tend to explode when exposed to flak and anti-aircraft fire in 50 calibers. Mm-hmm. You know, they pop. You know, they're, they're made rubber, mylar, whatever the fuck they were made up at that time. Uh, I believe it was even mylar then. Like, they don't react well. Even the pressure change from anti-aircraft is going to destroy them, not stay floating and leisurely float off as if nothing had happened. Taunting. One might say. Now, people who would like to discredit what you just said. Uh, will point out that there are numerous instances where you can prove that balloons have been shot at, and it's not as easy as you would think to pop a balloon in that situation. One might argue, however, that after 1,400 artillery rounds and thousands upon thousands more of 50 caliber rounds shot directly at it, that's not exactly the same thing, and it, and it would have probably popped. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of made this thing, Bill Brasky. (laughs) 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 That weather balloon scissor kick, Angela Lansbury. (laughs) I mean, they're pretty tough to to pop with a Nerf gun. (laughs) I can tell you that much. (laughs) Which was the pinnacle of of technology in the early 40s. Before Brasky came along. (laughs) I think what Joe's getting at is the true theory. It had to have been aliens. That's exactly what Joe was getting at. Absolutely obvious. John, set us up with an alien theory. What 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 would it have been if it was aliens? It's obvious that we were near the nuclear age. You know, they can smell that kind of stuff. So they were they were coming to check out what was going on. And when you think Battle of LA, this is where everyone's mind goes in this. Everyone goes, Oh yeah, when we were shooting at aliens. But how did we miss whatever the fuck was up there? Like, if it was a balloon like we were talking about, I think we hit it. If it was a Japanese plane, you thought we would have hit something and it would have came down. But instead, nothing, right? It would seem. Most of the time, whenever we have good alien stories on this show or just in, in general in conspiracy theory, there's more to it. More mm-hmm. there, there, There's more breadth to the, the part about aliens there, there's nothing to it the only reason aliens are involved in this story is that picture it yeah. looks like a, a flying saucer that's that's it yeah see and, and you bring up a good point we were testing nuclear weapons so these aliens like well we better go check on them they make their present known and felt letting us know that we couldn't touch them even though we tried you can't do anything people say it was just a warning a checkup whatever it was we were powerless to do anything. They fucking hovered there for like an hour. We shot them. They go, all right, you've learned your lesson. Moving on. Well, obviously, we didn't get the message. Well, we didn't because we're just the sheeple. But the powers that be, they're like, okay, bring in Valiant Thor. We'll talk again. Come on in. <laughs> well, we used our nukes a few years later. Well, yeah, because the one thing that we, you're right, that we don't actually do is learn. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think an interesting thing in all this that that it's important to remember is there is a a very significant amount of reported UFO USO activity right there along that that shelf yeah off the coast of LA and Santa Barbara like I mean the alien stuff if you're going to try to convince me of alien activity like this is pretty significant and then you couple that with the enormous amount of of sightings of stuff that's going on not just UFOs where you can go back to well weather balloons get launched a lot there whatever that's fine but what about the USO activity where they're con- these guys out on those oil rigs are constantly talking about the weird coming up stuff out of the water seeing. going yeah. into the water and they talk about it like it's just part of the job yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, matter of fact, uh, okay. So you you're up at six a.m. every day. Uh, chow times at two, and don't look directly at them when they come out of the water because you can burn yeah. your eyes out like blind Joe. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> this is all happening. Like Christopher Lambert, you're gonna have problems if you look straight at them. There can be only one. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't, can't really place it. Where are you from? Lots of places. <laughs> Before we move on, it is worth mentioning the official now U.S. government story. In 1983, the U.S. government did... 1983, the same year that they took out the Montauk program, John? That same 1983? Ooh. Keep going with your lies from the government. Okay, okay. In 1983, the U.S. government did their own detailed investigation and came up with their official theory. Oh, shit. You're going to be shocked by what they came up with. Wait for it. Wait for it. Weather balloons. Oh, man. It worked in Roswell. Throw it back out. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking man. When it works, it works. I feel like we're watching like a 70 year old football coach who's like, yeah, running up the middle. It worked in 62. It'll work today. <laughs> Have you the seen the flying V? <laughs> Just run the flying V. <laughs> Have you guys seen that one poster? And it's got every fucking UFO, USO spaceship you can think of. And under every one of them, it says weather balloon, weather balloon, weather balloon. Yeah. And there's an actual weather balloon. It's a swamp gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing they didn't bother with here is swamp gas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this whole fucking thing. So this has been a fun one. I mean, it's one of uh, it's it is what it is. It's one of those stories that everyone's seen the photo and you just make up your own mind. Joe, we're gonna let you lead off. What do you think was going on here? Well, first of all, I don't think it's completely out of the question to believe that you know human beings, even if they're well trained, part of the military, it's possible somebody thought he saw something, yelled something, everyone just started shooting, and it turned into a whole ordeal. Like, I don't think that's totally crazy. We've all seen that scene in Predator. When one man starts firing in the jungle, everyone fires into the jungle. Well, yeah, I got to yell is contact. But remember, those are mercenaries who play by their own rules. Uh, <laughs> the best I don't think, ones do. <laughs> exactly. I don't think we can expect every single person who's part of the military to play by their own rules, like, even though they should. I spent an hour last week trying to get my wife to learn the arm, the handshake, where we grab and go, oh, it's and best. I go, Lisa. You son of a bitch. She didn't see the humor in it that I did. Really? But we worked on it. We worked on it. That's me and Jessup's normal handshake. Jazz every hands. single time. And we hold it. And then you go, what's the matter? CIA got you pushing too many pencils? <laughs> <That's> exactly right. <laughs> uh, here's a conspiracy th- theory for you. Jazz hands hasn't been on the show since Brent recovered from his gallbladder mm. issue, could he have been on it with Conspiracy Bot, assuming Conspiracy Bot was in on it? Or, Fascinating. Or was it a weather balloon? <laughs> we no, we go his... to the photo, and it's just a balloon in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, I actually meant the gallstone. <laughs> when they removed it, it was a weather balloon. <laughs> it, it comes out. It's nine feet in diameter. <laughs> made of mylar. Like, God damn it. Up. Fucking weather balloon well, again. Well, he likely did have swamp gas in him <laughs> they, you look up at the when they lay you down in the operating room and there's just seven or eight weather balloons slightly stained with blood on the ceiling once they go up there it's a long time before they come down <laughs> Can't get, we try we tried anti-aircraft guns that doesn't bring them down 50 caliber will do, won't even make a dent nothing known to man works can't bring them down once they're up there <laughs> they glow orange <laughs> Also, don't look, stare at them or taunt them. No, so. do not taunt the weather balloons, please. So, so yeah, are, are you thinking? Are you thinking it was just a weather balloon, Joe? No, I, 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 I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be one of those things that's along the lines of of your Area Fifty One, some places like that, where you know maybe we know a little more about an Area Fifty One. But it's like I'm not going to say I'm ruling out anything completely. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well. You've got this shelf that drops, you know, a thousand feet right there, right where we're, there's there's massive oil seepage. There's all the diff- this different stuff going on. Is there some kind of experimentation that goes on out there? Like this is a very unusual place that's very unique on the planet. We have easy access to it. Are we testing things the way you test in Area 51, the way you test at different places that, you know, typically have all of this supposed paranormal activity? To me, that makes the most sense, but that's just me. It's funny you do you you talk about there because right off of Santa Barbara, it's not 
not too deep. It's like 35 feet, 35 yep. feet drops. Yeah. Huge. Thousand feet. And not on top of that, you have the seepage of the oil. Like it's like the second most seepage oil in the world. Like it's just a weird ecosystem right. in of itself. And it's funny. I was, when we were just out there, this guy that we were talking to, he's like, you know, about 15, 20 years ago, I was telling people, I keep seeing white sharks out there, great white sharks, but they're not very big. And they're like, yeah, right. You know, you're a dick. You don't know. <laughs> and now it's considered one of the largest, you know, concentrations of white really? sharks in the world. They come there as adolescents because they can eat without being attacked until they get to be about 10 feet or so. Then they move on to larger huh. waters because they need mammals and fat that isn't there. Yeah. So it's this weird ecosystem there. Is it so far fetched to think that there could, you know, the government could have been doing weird testing and shit there? I, I see where you're coming from. John, what are you working with? So I, I actually do think there's a cover up here. Um, I, I don't think it was visiting aliens. I not. Uh, but I'm not saying that because aliens don't exist or anything like that. I'm, I'm approaching this from the perspective of the aliens. So you're saying it wasn't Meathead from from the Meatballs movie getting dropped off for summer camp? <laughs> no. <laughs> Meathead. You smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think he was visiting aliens, but I'm, I'm taking it from the, the aliens perspective. Imagine you're an alien and and you're in the flying saucer and you're you're coming down. Oh look, honey, is isn't this part of Earth so nice? This it's Tinseltown. This is beautiful. Wait, wait, Glaxon, are they shooting at us? <laughs> this isn't nearly as nice as I anticipated. Exactly. <laughs> they they would hightail it out of here. They would have just hung out and left that to happen. <laughs> so I, but here's what I'm not sure of. I'm not sure what what we were covering up. I mean, it seems like a botched story on top of a botched story. You know, like they, they kept getting the story wrong. Everyone, they sent out the whole, uh, come up with something, but that they didn't tell them what to come up with. So every power that be went, ah, it was definitely this. It was like, like Roswell. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Roswell. Tell yes. them the truth. Fuck. I meant don't tell, don't the tell truth. them the truth. Never, yeah. never tell them tell the proof. Them the Stop. No, I meant don't tell, tell them, them the truth. Yeah. Stop. Stop telling the truth. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Damn these. It's like, you know, one arm of the military wanted to induce panic. One wanted to assuage panic. I don't know. Either way, the real losers were us. And and this is this is the part of the story that really sucked because it sped up internment of Japanese Americans. Yeah, very much. And that happened immediately. It turned us into the people that we hate. I mean, the people that we were actually out there trying to fight against. Because like they said, people looked over and go, oh, that guy was signaling to him. Yeah. And, goes, oh, because he's Japanese. And we arrested you know. him. You know, I mean, those were the ideals that we were out there in, in Europe and in other parts of the world fighting against. And, and we started yeah, to turn and into it. And it turns out he was just the first base coach for a baseball yeah, team I signaling. Telling him to steal home. Steal our home. Yeah. Get that guy in an internment camp. So I, 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 that's I, to me that we were the real losers. John, I did not see you going that way. Joe and I usually a lot of times we agree. I think it was something like. The government probably knew it was something. It doesn't have to be aliens. It could have been whatever. Like Joe said, uh, technology of some sort, something botched, uh, our own technology that they didn't tell them about, and we fired on it. And I think that they go, oh, shit, everyone cheese it, figure it out, and uh, too many too many cooks, you know, spoil the broth, so to say. Too many cooks trying to come up with their own way of saying this is what happened. A pinch of salt and laughter too A scoop of kids to add the spice A dash of love to make it nice And you've got too many cooks Too many cooks Too many cooks you haven't watched that. <laughs> if you watch don't it. watch that, go Google it right now and watch all 10 minutes of it. Yeah, or if you're my wife, you know, rather strangle yourself than watch it because she doesn't get it. It's the funniest thing I've watched in a long time. Oh my God, it's perfect. So those are our thoughts of Syrian Nation. What do you guys think? What did we miss here? Tell us. Go to Facebook. Search Hysteria Nation. Also, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. Hop on Twitter at Hysteria51Pod. While you're hopping on things, hop on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can find a lot of episodes of Up All Night where we talk about these and other episodes later, interview people, get yourself some T-shirts and swag on there. And also, another thing that we need voicemails how can they leave us a voicemail john well they can just call us at 773-669-7277 
773-669-7277. That does not ring directly to our phones. You will not reach us at 2 a.m. like people have tried before. <laughs> Actually, if you want to do that, John's number is 312. No, Seabot, no. No, we're no, not. go ahead. No, no he's fine. We're, we're For no, once, he's okay. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. I have a baby at home. I never get to have any fun. If you like this show and you like other shows of random nonsense, don't forget we are in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. Go to Twitter Type in hashtag PCEU and you'll find tweets from all of our shows, from all the different shows in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. Lots of fun there. And if you can't remember any of these social media links, just go to Hysteria51.com. It's probably the best website on the internet. Most of it. If you hadn't said probably, I would have finally agreed with you about something, John. (laughs) And because you said probably, I now have to fight you. No, we did agree on something. The other day we we watched uh, the director's cut of the original Blade Runner, which is the third of the cuts available. And it's no, the it was best. The, the ultimate cut the we ultimate, That's the best. Oh, it's no. actually good. It's good. No. We hated it. We, hated oh, I liked it. It. we agreed that it we was no, no, trash. No, 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 no. The director's, the director's cut is cut the one I liked. liked no, yeah, we liked director's yes, cut. Yes, yeah. this yeah. was the, I believe what it's they the cut ultimate out or cut. Add. Is that right? Is it the one that's like like almost three hours long yes and, and it, it just ends it's like it just ends there's no exposition it's a lot of action there's like bizarre fight but non-fight scenes that are going on and, and some of it actually looks like it's poorly edited edited together stuff where like wow harrison ford is alone in a clip like saying things and then rutger howard is alone in a clip saying things. but <laughs> the only thing i want to make sure they left in the awkward horrible rape scene right that's the only thing that really matters. No, I don't think so. Think no, that's that's okay. Then I think that was that was <laughs> that's well, John, okay. I mean, John was obviously waiting for it. <laughs> Have you guys seen the new one? No, no. I heard it's good. It's amazing. It, John, it, you said that it's actually worth seeing an IMAX. It's the first movie that I have seen in at least three years. That was worth every penny I paid for IMAX, and I'd go. I thought he's just going to stop there. It's the first movie that I've seen in at least three years because <laughs> my wife doesn't allow it. My wife, uh, uh, my wife. The sound, the, the visual quality, it was absolutely amazing. But Brent, before we go, we have some new five star ratings that Uh-oh. we should read or review. We have a lot of new five star reviews. Actually, pick three. We're feeling generous. All right. This one is titled Conspiracy Bot is the Singularity by <laughs> Zinger. If you love beers, robots, conspiracies, and two guys trying to figure it out, well, this is the podcast for you. Well researched with the Taste of Talk radio, it's a great combo for any of you conspiracy paranormal minded listeners. Five stars. That's awesome, actually. It's funny how people can encapsulate what we try to say in two hours. Like, what's your show about? Well, uh,. Mm, we should just ask people to tell us what the show's about. It works out a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't have done <laughs> that good of a job. Uh, all right. My favorite show, Dan Dan Fielding. <laughs> Love the name. What's your name? Dan Dan Fielding. Hello, Dan Dan Fielding. <laughs> Love the laughs and the honest take on paranormal stuff. Hard to find, but you guys do it. Do more monster shows when you can. Bigfoot, Mothman, Chupacabra, Werewolf, etc. I'm really into the etc. monster of kansas city <laughs> dan dan i hate to break this to you but brent will never do a werewolf episode because he is one i like to be called a lycanthrope and <laughs> i thought we you don't pronounced talk about it lickanthrop <laughs> lickanthrop what was that <laughs> like well i mean after the winona ordeal <laughs> winona <laughs> one more uh read this and the uh the author is and then she bled no. I think my favorite thing is the names that people pick for their uh, five stars. Amazing podcasts, amazing hosts, but dot, dot, dot. Okay. Uh, I think the show needs more Joe Peck. Oh. I love his opening oh, yeah. song. <laughs> it's all true. It's all real. Okay. Wait. A, okay. Did you, did you open another account? I don't, I have no idea what you're you know what, I wouldn't even know how to do, how do you, how do you, uh, what, like open it? What do you do with that? Like opening multiple accounts. We have like 140 reviews. Oh, we have like 140 reviews and that one just pops up. I, that's, I find that peculiar. I find and that peculiar. I don't, I don't at all. 
You, would, favorite- you would be shocked how many people stop me in the street and say, hey, Aren't you Joe Peck? I love it when you're on that podcast. <laughs> One of my favorites is a few, you know, a few months ago we said put on there Brent's an ugly pigeon. And I don't know, a couple weeks ago, one popped up on there and said, Brett is an ugly pigeon. So number one, you can tell where they are, you know, listen to the back catalog. The back catalog yeah. And I don't need an N. It gets gets in the way in my name. Seems I agree. Extra. It's like I'm gonna call you Brett from now on. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys chose for your website.com instead of dot co. I do not have time to type the M. All these do you realize I want dot pizza. Dude, is that real? That's very real. I think you can get dot anything now. Yeah. Oh well, but dot, dot pizza dot is like pizza. one of the ones that they offer like if you go to GoDaddy, you know, it's dot co and dot net and dot dot pizza is one of them. Nation, we need you to go give us a five-star rating and a review. Tell us how much you hate Joe Peck. Tell us how wrong Brent is, and tell us how much you love me. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. What you just heard was a podcast in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. For more great podcasts, make your way to www.poopculture.com. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.